0: Welcome, all you sinners and sodomites, to episode 20 of Bible Stories for Atheists. I am Josh.
1: I'm Lynn.
0: And we are your guides to the piously political stories, literally, literally littering the Bible. It's crazy to me that it's only episode 20. It kind of feels like we've been going a lot longer, but... <laughs> In a good way. Oh, okay. In a good way. Because the
1: tone and also the <laughs> face that you just made at me that no one yeah. else can see made me feel like it was, like, unbearable. No,
0: no, no, no. But, like, it does well, seem we like... Well,
1: we do it every other week.
0: Yeah. So, it's 40 so weeks. It's 40
1: weeks. Yeah. But also, like, you put a lot of work into it. Yeah. Just so everyone knows, like, this podcast is produced by Josh and Josh alone. Like, <laughs> I do... Like, zero If any, you do this. I do this. If anything, like, I might consult yeah. on some things here yes, and there. Yes, you definitely do. But, like, all of the editing, all of, like, everything you're hearing, all of the sound effects, all of that shit is done by Josh. Right. So, you know, we record for a couple hours on, on a day, and then he spends, like, the next two weeks um, being an absent husband and producing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: But that's okay. Yeah. I think 100% of our catchphrases are from you, though.
1: <laughs> I'm the talent. Yeah. Josh is the brains. Right. And I also am the brains. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I realized, I don't think we've ever mentioned the fact that we have a Twitter account.
1: Oh, we do? Yeah. Oh.
0: Technically. I mean, I, I post when we post new episodes on it. Listen, if hell was real, today. it would
1: be Twitter. That's yeah, my feeling.
0: Yeah. I know we're not really big social networking people, but if anybody's feeling like contacting us at Bible Atheists on Twitter,
1: okay, so, that was open. Yeah, at Bi- Bible Atheists was an open Twitter yeah, handle. Yeah,
0: BSFA was not. Unfortunately, oh. I was I was hoping it's some. Organization. Oh,
1: but, I wonder what it is. Yeah. I'll have to Google that later. But, um, spam them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this was an interesting episode. We got through some cool stuff like
1: cool stuff, some
0: cool stuff like the Good Samaritan parable. <laughs> yes. You know, yep. uh, we found out about the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. that.
1: We didn't find out about it. Turns out it's both, it's securely lodged in both of our memories.
0: Yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Uh, Deep in
1: the recesses.
0: Yeah, we go off on a whole tangent about Mary, Mother of God. Yep. And then Jesus goes off on a whole thing about the Pharisees being terrible people.
1: He has some rants throughout the Bible. Yeah. I feel like this is... A,
0: a longer one. It's
1: a longer and a, like definitely more... I mean, he's straight up insulting people. Whereas the other ones, he's, he's he tries to flower it up a little bit, you know, when he's... When he like when he goes off on the money changers and stuff. Like yes. he tries to be a little poetic about it. And this time he was just straight up, you fools.
0: Yeah. You brood of vipers. <laughs> yeah. 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 So strap in, strap on for episode twenty. Oh the audacity. <laughs> I just peed a little.
1: Oh my. God. <laughs> oh, you made me pee my pants a little <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ah ha, ha ha Oh, that spiked it. <laughs> <laughs> Just testing realistic laughs, laughs for us. <laughs> you know how we always laugh like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Oh my god, it smells like blueberry. It right? smells like it smells like blueberry Kool-Aid.
1: I I was not kidding when I made that analogy. Yeah.
0: And it's, oh, it's mixed berry.
1: Yeah. And by the picture on that, it's the usual mixed berry, which is strawberry, raspberry, blueberry. Mm. You like it?
0: I mean, yeah. 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 <laughs> it is, you would. I do like. That's
1: specifically why I opened this one. Yeah. Wine. So in, in a stark contrast of our, our normal wine drinking during this. Where Josh is making the, I don't know if I'm going to get through this space. He's like, give me the whole bottle. And I'm like, do we, can we open another bottle of wine?
0: I like how there's not stuff at the bottom of the
1: glass. (laughs) I drink lots of natural wines. Yeah. um, And they don't, I mean, it's the, it's the yeast. Sediment. It's the spent yeast. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which is corruption.
1: (laughs) Well, it tastes delicious.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Corruption always does.
1: It sure does.
0: So last time,
1: previously,
0: previously on BSFA, we had Peter's quote unquote confession, which if you remember was not actually a confession. It was right. him just being like, you're the Messiah. Oh
1: yeah. He admitted that he finally realized it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Even though I feel like they've said it before and I he's think, said it Do you them. think
1: that's just a confession of his idiot, idiocy?
0: That might be. It's him <laughs> confessing to be. A moron, because he did it twice too. I think there was like a second. No, there was a second prediction. This is of the guy Jesus that,
1: was, death, that was, but, saw the wind and was scared. So, yeah, like I mean, what are we supposed to? Yeah, do, get? this is
0: the rock on which Jesus built his church, right. and it sank.
1: It 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 was crumbly. It's yeah. a crumbly rock. It's much less a rock and more like just a clump of sand. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to be generous. <laughs> There was the transfiguration where, uh, where
1: he, he slightly changed his face.
0: Well, yeah. 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 We got white Jesus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's when Jesus became white Jesus. And uh, and uh, he, he all of a sudden, the ghosts, the forced ghosts oh, of right. Elijah and Moses showed yes, up.
1: Yes. It was very yeah. like end of Return of the Jedi. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And. Uh, didn't
1: have a bunch of Ewoks popping around dancing. Just Peter. Just Peter. And a couple other disciples. Yeah. And he like, was like,
0: let's build you shelters.
1: Yes. Instead of dancing and making <laughs> fires, they're like, houses. Everyone needs houses. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real sort of weird panic reaction. It, it, it really is. It is
0: so- <laughs> let's build you houses. <laughs> Ghost houses. <laughs> Go Sneed Houses. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, they sent out the 72 people throughout the land. and uh,
1: Do what the disciples were supposed to do.
0: Yeah. And then they immediately came back. <laughs> and yeah. we're like, done.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's kind of where we left off. Okay. With it. We're going to kick off with the greatest commandment slash the good Samaritan.
1: I know the Good Samaritan story. You do?
0: What do you know of the Good Samaritan story? Like, if you were going to sum it up,
1: there was rocks being thrown. Okay, is that right? No, I thought this had to do with rocks.
0: No, are you thinking of the the adulterous lady?
1: No, I don't think so. The first stone. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Okay. Something happens and nobody helps. Okay, right? Because that's- there's a ton of Good Samaritan laws in the United States that. Be- the end of Seinfeld, right? They all yeah. went to jail because they watched a crime happen and didn't do anything to intervene. Right. And that was because of a good Samaritan law.
0: You know what's funny is I always thought because of that, I think because of that episode, where it was the first time I ever heard of a good Samaritan law, I was like, is that just what people are? Or is like, is that like another term for citizen? Uh,
1: Samaritan. Samaritan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's a law based on the Bible. Yeah, it yeah. is. Mm-hmm.
0: There's no rocks getting thrown or anything like that, but... um. You're not far off okay. at all by by the especially by the um intent behind it. So we kick it off though, talking about the greatest commandment. And this is in Matthew 22, 34 through 40, Mark 12, 28 through 34, and Luke 10, 25 through 37.
1: So the greatest commandment. Yes. That is not in the Ten Commandments.
0: Nope. He's he this A new is commandment. Be Jesus, this is gonna be Jesus talking about of all the commandments that have been given by this God is the greatest which one. one is the greatest. Okay. Yeah. So
1: like he gets up in the morning and rolls out of his I don't know, house he broke into and <laughs> it's like guys, I got it. The greatest commandment. You're yeah. about to hear it and everyone gathers around him and he says something that they probably already knew already. Right. Is that what's going to happen? I mean, they
0: all know the, the commandments yeah, anyway.
1: But now they know his preferences to which one is the greatest. Exactly. That's what we're going to find out.
0: Yeah. All right. So if you had to guess, what do you think, just based off of your knowledge of what commandments are out there, Sure. what do you think would be the greatest commandment?
1: Well, I mean, it's 100% like worship God and that's it. That's all you do. That's spend your whole day. Me, I'm the only God. Just worship me. Yeah. Me, me, me. Me, 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 me.
0: Right. So if, if that was what Jesus said, you would say that was a very obvious thing that didn't need to be said. Right. Okay. This is Luke's version. Okay. On one occasion, an expert of the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He replied. How do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul
1: And naked.
0: Yeah. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when they saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So, too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and (laughs) when he saw...
1: Gross. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) And when he saw him, so Stephen. <laughs> and when he saw,
1: him, <laughs> <laughs> he came where the man was.
0: <laughs> and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring in, on oil and wine. Poured wine? I guess it would Let be a disinfectant. Wine it has alcohol in it. Maybe probably it not enough
1: sugars in it. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> it just feeds the bacteria. Yes.
1: To make a super bacteria, right?
0: (laughs) Pours on oil and wine. Um, Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him uh, to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him. He said, when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to a man, to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? Tough question. <laughs> the expert in the law replied the one who had mercy on him. Good catch. Uh, yeah. Jesus told him scholarly. Yeah. Go and do likewise. Right. Said. So okay. that's, so that's the parable of the good Samaritan.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Um, how many Christians do you think? I don't know. Follow that guideline?
0: Yeah, not a lot. Not a lot. No.
1: No, absolutely not.
0: they rather donate to the church who might help people in the right. maybe, yeah. but most of the time it's going to be like if they're also Christian. Right. Like that's the thing that kind of bugs me is all the giving that gets done, but it's only to other Christians. You're mm-hmm. staying within the right. tribe.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, and this is like, it's Samaritan. It's somebody outside of the tribe. Right.
1: Yeah. It's almost like, I mean, the saying goes, right? A high tide raises all ships. Mm -hmm. If, and we've, I think we've talked about this in other parts of the Bible because the same thing has been said actually numerous times throughout the Bible. Like, you should help those less fortunate than you, blah, blah, blah. Like, nobody fucking does it. Or they do it in a way that's... Oh, I'm getting so angry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is one of my biggest contentions with a lot of religious people. And, and really, re- religion as a whole is that, like, a perfect example of this would be... I'm going to get a little political here, so yeah. everyone fucking pucker your buttholes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the wall between the United States and Mexico... A shit ton of people funneled money towards that. And I didn't yeah. see a, a, a glut of Christians standing up and being like, well, why do we think people are coming here? What terrible existence are they fleeing from that they're putting themselves through this to come to the United States? Oh, I don't know. Hunger, rape, murder. Could it yeah. be all of those things? Maybe we should reach out an olive branch and fucking help these people. right? But instead we're like, wall.
0: Yeah. We just need to keep those pores away from us.
1: Yeah. We yeah. have our own pores to deal with. We don't need more pores.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> we have our own pores to ignore. Yeah. We don't need more pores Honestly. to ignore. Ugh. Yeah.
1: So, you know, stories in the Bible like this are great, but like a whole fucking lot of good they're doing.
0: I agree. But uh, I was
1: right that the greatest commandment was based around loving God
0: yep. before anything lo- else. Loving God and then also loving your neighbor. Those two are the big ones. Well, those
1: are the greatest two commandments,
0: which is not a fair thing. Like, you can't just be like, what's the greatest one? And it's like, here's two.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And then, but then he's like, you're right. Yeah. And then he skips over, like, obviously, he doesn't need to expound on like loving God. I guess maybe that one's pretty clear. It was the loving thy neighbor one that they had to like legitimately. Like, have a story to tell to make people understand what it meant. Right. Like, just saying, love your neighbor. I guess the assumption is that, like, we're going to love our actual neighbors, and then everyone else can go fuck themselves.
0: Well, no. I think it's literally loving anyone. Anyone. Well, no. I know what
1: it's meant to be, but they had to explain it because they think people assume.
0: Oh, like, it's it's literally the next door neighbor. Literally your neighbor. Yeah. Your next door neighbor. (laughs) Yeah, it was like, well, how do you define neighbor? Yeah. <laughs> he's like looking for an out.
1: Right. Yeah. Is it just the people to the left and right of me? Or do I have to like, like Doug across the street as well?
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> he's a dick.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't mow his lawn. Right. His dog bit me the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Doug. It's just his dog is shit.
0: <laughs> you know,
1: everyone knows what a shit dog is.
0: Oh, yeah. Matthew's version goes like this. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together, right? He silenced the Sadducees. And so the Pharisees got together. Because
1: they were like, we're next? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment of the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And that's pretty much it. Uh, So in Matthew and Mark, this comes right after uh, a couple of these small conversations Jesus has with the Pharisees and Sadducees. And Luke has it in just a completely different context. So we're not getting that context here. Right. but, But
1: well, and he also was like in the first story you told, the law person was like, God, or was Jesus. the one who. Right. Jesus threw it was like, well, what do you think it is? Yeah. And this time, Jesus was straight up like, well, here you go. Here's the first one and also the second one. Right. Since you asked for one, I'm going to give you two. And then
0: gives him a parable about it. Right. Which he does not do in any other gospel. So, the Good Samaritan is only in uh, Luke.
1: Gotcha.
0: Mark's version um, is like Matthew's version. A Pharisee comes up and asks him about uh, the greatest commandment. But after Jesus tells him that it's love your love God and love your neighbor and all that, we get this. Well said, teacher. The man replied, "You are right in saying that God is the one is one and there is no other like Him. To so love Him with all your heart, with all your understanding, and with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself, is more important than all." Burnt offerings and sacrifices.
1: I'm sorry. Did this dude just mansplain what Jesus's own words back to himself? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Jesus was like, bitch, who do you think is the teacher here? I
1: just fucking said that. I'm sorry. Did you need to repeat it? Took a minute to memory. Is that what's going on here?
0: This is where mansplaining comes from. (sighs) Uh, When Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God answered
1: wisely, Yeah, he repeated it back to him. Yeah.
0: And from then on, no one dared to ask him any more questions (laughs) because he was very nice to the guy.
1: (laughs) He was super nice to the guy. Yeah.
0: But they were trying to catch him, you know, and that's. Oh,
1: they're testing Jesus.
0: Yeah. Which is weird. It's like, what do you think he's going to say? Like the greatest commandment is to take slaves.
1: (laughs) The greatest commandment is. Give it, <laughs> <laughs> give it up in the butt.
0: <laughs> <known 11th> <laughs> give it up in the butt. Little known 11th commandment. Give it up in the butt. So anyway, that's the Good Samaritan.
1: Okay. Yep. That's a, uh, like I said, well-known story. Apparently only in one of the things. Only in one gospel That yep. has spawned actual laws in right. areas.
0: Mary and Martha, we've got a story about them. So this is only in Luke. It's Luke 10, 38 through 42. And it goes like this. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary.
1: Are these Lazarus's sisters? Right. Yep.
0: Um, She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said.
1: Yeah. So basically, Martha's trying to be a good host and, you know, feed probably like the disciples who actually eat food and things yeah. like that. They don't live off of, I don't know, Jesus yeast. Jesus yeast, like Jesus does. But because Mary is basically just puppy dogging at the feet of Jesus, he's like, she's the right one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I like this one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She's doing the right thing. You, I don't. I don't know what you're doing, but it's not worth it. I don't even eat food. Do you understand? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't care if
0: the disciples eat.
1: She's I feed off the <laughs> feed off the attention people give me, yeah. not actual food.
0: Haven't you heard you're supposed to be eating my body
1: <laughs> I Thought you live forever?
0: Yeah. <laughs> um the timeline that we're going off of for this does have a corresponding verse in John about it, but it's just introducing them in the context of Lazarus dying. And it wasn't anything like the story. So okay. I just, you know, we'll just to reiterate this because I've pointed this out before. Lazarus is only really in John. Right. I don't even know if in Luke, Mary and Martha even have a brother named Lazarus, mm. you know, or anything like right. that. So
1: so after, after Martha comes and whines to Jesus about Mary not helping her. Yeah. Like was Mary... Like, is there a response from Mary? Is she just like, what the fuck, Martha? Yeah. Why are you throwing me under the Jesus bus? Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, I wish there was. I wish there was some follow-up to it. Like, fuck you, Martha.
1: Right, right. Because straight up right in front of her. I'm hanging out with my man. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, pretty much. Yeah.
0: And Jesus is like, ladies, ladies, there's enough (laughs) for both of you.
1: (laughs) I have enough Jesus bread for everybody. Yeah. You think I can multiply multipl <laughs> you think I can multiply pride, you should see what I do to orgasm.
0: <laughs> enough to satisfy all.
1: <laughs> There's enough to go around, trust me.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that was Mary and Martha's short little story.
1: Seems un- completely unnecessary. There's yeah. a lot of little things that they throw into these stories, though, that I'm like, why was this even in here? Right. Other than to say, like, don't, if Jesus comes to your house, don't bother making him dinner. Just sit at his feet. Yeah. And be like, I love you, Jesus. <laughs> I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Yeah. You're so amazing. And then uh, maybe also wash his feet with your hair, I guess was the other. The tip I got from yeah, good Bible housekeeping.
0: It does. Um. Oh, no. I think it was in John. It said that, you know, Mary was the one who anointed him with oil and mm-hmm. everything. And that comes like a chapter later mm. in, in John. And that's only in John. Because in Luke, I don't think it was Mary. I can't remember. It was just like one a woman. Luke. But yeah. It, yeah, it was like, I think a woman. Of ill who, repute. Yeah, it might've been, that might've been the one in Luke. Yeah. That was the woman of ill repute. It was the one that happened earliest in of all the gospels. Right. The other ones had him later. Had later, yeah, when he was about to die. Next, we come to the Lord's Prayer.
1: The Our Father? Yeah. Oh, I know Our Father. Yeah.
0: What do you, how do you remember how it goes?
1: Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name kingdom come they will be done on earth as it is, is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us for no give us this day our day that's where it falls apart i know give i have a day it our too. daily bread and forgive us for, am i i feel like i'm missing a line and forgive us for our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us oh you're a trespass family yeah okay. well, that's catholic yeah yeah it's trespass against and us There's a, one last something something lead us not And lead us not into temptation and lead us not into temptation and.
0: Something about birthday cake. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Liar. (laughs) Lead us not into temptation and. But. But. Lead us not into temptation, but what is it? Deliver. Deliver us from evil? Yes. For some reason, I thought I had already said that.
0: (laughs) No, I don't think so. I don't think it's representative. Our Father
1: who art in heaven Hallowed, hallowed, hallowed,
0: it's hallowed, hallowed, hallowed. hallowed. It's not
1: hollowed. it's hallowed, right?
0: No, it's like you hollowed it out. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hallowed be thy name, thy yeah. kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us for our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, right? It's close. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen.
0: Yeah, so it's obviously going to be different in the NIV as opposed to the King James because I think that's the King James version. Probably, yeah. Um, And I don't remember like what the deal is because there is trespasses and then there's debtors. Okay. Those are like the two main versions of this and I can't remember like what the difference is if it's like King James version versus like some early you know, more modern English version was debtors or something, but.
1: You know, the last time I actually had to say that was like, I was like eight. Oh, really? And it's still fucking in in my head. What's funny
0: is I grew up like reading NIV and stuff like that, which is different wording, but I still know that version far better than I do this version. Yeah. So this, this is important, the Lord's Prayer, because Uh it's Jesus teaching us how to pray. Sure. Like, People come up to him and ask him, how do you pray? And he's like, this is how you pray. Um, and it comes right after Jesus tells, in Matthew's version, it comes right after Jesus tells them not to pray in public or keep on babbling like pagans. I don't think I said this. So it's Matthew 6, 9 through 15 and Luke 11, 1 through 4. So like I said, it comes right after don't babble on like pagans. Yeah,
1: that's when he was giving them like all the rules, right? Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So obviously it's different phrases. Yeah, the
1: king, the king the version I know is more lyrical.
0: I feel like it too. It's yeah. got a better rhythm to it, mm-hmm. but also maybe it's just cuz it's what everybody's used to saying. Right. But, True. And then it ends with for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. Uh but if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins.
1: Am I is that actually part of the prayer? Or it's is,
0: it's him, like, a little follow-up line okay. to it at the end.
1: Okay. I was like, that sounded too convoluted. Yeah, no, that wasn't, like. Remember.
0: <laughs> and and when you actually read it in the Bible, it's clear that it is, like, Separate. a poem. You oh, know, like, oh, it's right. kind of laid out lyrically like a poem. So Okay. So, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, in the original Aramaic that this was in, um, or even in Greek, they had written this as a poem. Right. You know? So that's the Matthew version. Luke's version. Um, there's nothing about babbling like pagans because this is coming right after the Martha and Mary story. Oh, right. right. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like how very often in the Bible, they're, the <laughs> very often in the Bible, they're completely ambiguous about yeah. locations and people.
0: Yeah. Like they but, didn't even have to include that he was in a certain right. place. One day Jesus was praying.
1: Yeah. In a certain place. Yeah. It makes it sound like, it, yeah, like someplace he wasn't supposed to be or like that people didn't want to talk about. Like he was taking a poop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was hard. Please it was especially, let this go. Especially hard <laughs> Please ones, just that, that give ye- me some relief. That Jesus yeast really binds yeah. you up. <laughs> It multiplies really fast yeah. in the bowels. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when he finished, <laughs> one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said, to, so that would be John the Baptist.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your your name your kingdom come give us each day our daily bread forgive us our sins and we also forgive any everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation that's it
1: yeah that's definitely harder to it's funny because it's shorter but it because there's no flow to it it would be way harder to remember
0: right so the footnotes are interesting on this because there are a lot of alternate versions mm of the lines from different manuscripts that resemble much more the, the uh, Matthew version. So it's, it's just interesting that we have these two different versions and because of those manuscripts, we don't really know which one is correct, you know? Right. So we don't know how to pray.
1: I mean, these days I feel like most Christians are like, there is no right or wrong way to pray. Like that's kind of what they've fallen on is like, you're just supposed to talk to God.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've i I've probably talked about this before on the podcast, but I remember going to uh my babysitter's house for the first time, like to have dinner over at her was this with a her family. Days
1: ago? Yeah. <laughs> Josh needs a babysitter. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, this was when I was like 18, 19. Oh, no, okay. Uh <laughs> uh how old would I have been? Like probably seven or eight years old somewhere around there and um, we went over to my babysitter's house and she was her family's Catholic I had no idea about that until going over there
1: about that they were Catholic or about Catholicism
0: both really like I think I had heard of Catholicism because of the old tv show with the priest and the nun who solved mysteries
1: oh my god (laughs) father Dowling's mysteries yeah something like
0: that yeah (laughs) I love that show but, uh, <laughs> and also Sister that, Act.
1: That murder she <laughs> wrote offshoot. Yeah.
0: Yeah, totally. Totally. Tom Beasley, I think it was his e, name.
1: Tom, Tom Bosley. Bosley. Yeah. yeah.
0: Anyway, <laughs> really going down a rabbit hole there. I know. Uh, no, so,
1: no one younger than us knows what we're talking about. No. Literally just a really, year younger than really us.
0: Really dating ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, we, so I go over to my babysitter's house and they, um. Yeah, we're sitting down for dinner and the whole family starts praying together out loud, like and they said like our father or something like that over dinner. And I was like, What the fuck are they doing? Why are they all talking (laughs) in unison?
1: Oh, (laughs) freaked me out.
0: Because that's not how you pray when you're in the you know a real Christian.
1: One person prays, right? And everyone else is quiet during for dinner prayers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Catholic. If you ever go to a Catholic mass, I mean, everyone prays out loud together all the time.
0: Yeah, but you have like those pre-written prayers yeah. that you go through. Yeah. yeah,
1: because nobody has time to just think about their own prayers. Yeah, you which just,
0: is so interesting to me. That's so weird. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, it's so much like Jesus this notion says, of this is you, how you pray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get it. <laughs> I get like the biblical <laughs> reasoning behind right. it, but it's so weird to me. Like how, I guess, uh, Protestant Christianity just puts so much more of an emphasis on having that personal relationship mm-hmm. with God. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, you pray, pray these impersonal, predetermined prayers. Right. You're not asking for the specifics of what you need in your life or anything like that. No. It's literally like you're just praying to pray. Well, you're forgetting. You well,
1: that's confession is for the other thing.
0: Yeah, which is, I guess that's interesting, Yeah. When you're asked, you so in confession you ask ask for like specifics.
1: Well, yeah, you 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 confess your sins.
0: Well, there's confessing your sins, yeah. But yeah. like, if you were like, and
1: then you, the priest offers you forgiveness and tells you how many Hail Marys to do.
0: But at what point do you pray for your sick cat? You know, like oh, you know? I mean,
1: you go and you light a candle for that. <laughs> You've seen I, it, right? In, yeah. They I, yeah. Have, like in movies, they do it a lot where they show people like they go and they light a candle and they yeah. sit there and kneel in front of it. That's what they're doing. Yeah. They're yeah. praying
0: for their de- their sick cats. Yeah. Okay. Or grandma. Right.
1: With equal importance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> one candle each anyway. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah that's interesting. That's interesting. I think
1: that. So it's interesting I mean, that
0: you can't like just be sitting there and have a direct conversation with God, who knows well, you're not, all things. You're not
1: supposed to do that in public, Josh. The Bible says well, so. not in
0: public, but even like if you're on your own. Oh,
1: you know? I think Catholics pray in their homes. Then they pray whatever they want. Do they? I guess I yeah. don't. I yeah. I never was like all in on any of this stuff, so I have no idea what people. You're the
0: closest do. to an expert we have. I know. On this.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, the funny thing is, is I don't think any Catholic that you talk to would, would have different stories. You know what I mean? Because it is something that people like, they might go home and pray, but like another Catholic might be like, no, I just do confession. And that's,
0: yeah. And I like candles. And stuff. Yeah.
1: That's all yeah. I need to do. So I don't really know. It's sure, interesting. But it's I an mean, interesting Catholicism is all about pageantry. Yeah. And folly.
0: And it really, and folly, yeah. We've talked about this before where it's like the priesthood always puts themselves between you and God. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to, the only way through to God is through the priesthood. Right.
1: Yeah. We saw how that turned out. Yeah. Real, real good idea there.
0: Yeah. 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 It would be interesting to know if average Catholics.
1: Well, if you're an average Catholic and you listen to this podcast and you're not Catholic by force like I was and didn't actually follow any of it, then let us know if you pray at home. Yeah. Because we would like to
0: know. So the next story we have is the friend at midnight slash God's answers to prayer or God answers prayer. Okay. This is Luke 11, 5 through 13 and Matthew 7, 7 through 12. Matthew chapter 7 verses 7 through 12. Okay. Uh, So Luke's version, this is just continuing right on from the Lord's prayer. And we get this little story called the friend at midnight. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread.
1: At midnight?
0: Yeah. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you. I tell you, even though he will not get get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. What? <laughs> I know. I know. It's really, I do not understand the story at all. What? It's such a fucking weird story.
1: Okay. Let's break this down because yeah. sometimes that's the only way to understand this. So if a friend rolls up. So we have a friend. Yeah. Let's call him Tony.
0: Yeah. Okay. And he That's knocks fair.
1: at our door on our door at midnight because honestly, he's the only friend we have that would knock on our fucking door at midnight and ask for food.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have bread.
1: Three. 50 Do you have three loaves of bread.
0: We have this friend staying with me. <laughs> I don't have any food for
1: him. <laughs> I mean, all of this I checks out like, so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really hope he's listening to this episode. Um, <laughs> So Tony rolls up to our house at midnight and knocks on the door and says, I need three loaves of bread. Can you lend me three loaves of bread? Which tells me that he plans on returning the bread. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or at least returning three loaves of bread later. Um, I have another friend in town and I have no food, but I need to be a gracious host. Right. So I would like to give them bread. And I know that you have bread. So can you give me some of the bread at midnight? I mean, you could have done it at like eight o'clock in the morning. It probably would have been fine unless his friend was like.
0: Just showed up.
1: Just showed up or leaving town yeah. like right then. And, and we say to him, fuck off. We've locked the door.
0: Right. Which is very hard to undo.
1: Which tells However, me like, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't have my pants like- on. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not answering the door. Right. But then Jesus is saying, but he will, and he will give you the bread. Not because he's your friend, because of your fucking audacity to knock on his door at midnight has pissed yeah. him off so much right. that the only thing he can do in his rage is actually give you three loaves of bread.
0: That's the only way I can interpret this. I really, I've tried to figure out another way of like interpreting what that means. But that's the only way I can.
1: This is when we need your mom.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Jill.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Help.
0: <laughs> uh, then it goes into where, where it talks about God answers prayer. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to
1: oh, you. so much like your friend, God doesn't want to help you because Not you out have of friendship. the fucking audacity to ask him for it. He's going to be like, well, fucking fine.
0: Just leave me alone. <laughs> I don't have my pants on. <laughs> That's the only way I can really interpret if, this. it
1: feels like to me.
0: Like, I really don't understand how else you can read this. That like, yeah. it's just out of sheer audacity that you're asking probably repeatedly. Right. You know, I and mean, it, it really
1: props up the idea that like a lot of, let's call them rich Christians. Yeah. Have that like, the reason why they are rich and because they get what they want is because they ask until they get it. Right. Whether that's God or.
0: That's how you earn it. Yeah. You know, that's that's how they earned it.
1: Right. Exactly. Because of their audacity. Yeah. And And they wouldn't have it if
0: God didn't want them to have it.
1: I've always been taught that like audacity is not a great word. Like, you always hear it in like, in the, like, oh, the audacity. Right. It's negative. Yeah. Yeah.
0: For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. So he says the same thing twice. Right. Uh, Just in
1: case you didn't understand it the way I said it the first time. Yeah. Here's Here's a remix. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, which Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give them a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him?
1: Christ, are you reading that wrong?
0: No. <laughs> I know. Jesus it's
1: is drunk. <laughs> what, okay. So, how many of your fathers?
0: How many of your
1: fathers? How many of your fathers? Isn't that what it said?
0: Which of you fathers? Oh,
1: which of you fathers? I yeah. thought you said which of your fathers? No, no,
0: no, no. Oh. I probably did at first. Which of you father? It looks like it. It it looks like every time it was the same when I was going through this. It looks like a typo. It looks like it should be which of your fathers? Yeah, but it's which of you fathers? Which of you? So he's talking to a bunch of fathers.
1: Right. Would give your child a snake when they ask ask for for a fish or a scorpion when they ask for an egg? Right. And which one of your children wouldn't look at what you just gave them and be like? why would you give me a scorpion instead of an egg? Yeah. Well, those he's, aren't even close.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then he's, and then he's like, you know, even though you're evil, right. If you're able to give good gifts to your kids, when God, since God is good, how even, much, how much better would the gifts be from God? Oh. You know, is the idea that it's going for, I think. I see. So if but, you're
1: evil and still give good gifts to your children, yeah. then God gives the best gifts. Cause he's good.
0: I guess so. But so, only if you have audacity.
1: <laughs> to ask for the gifts yeah and then they're not gifts
0: i know <laughs> <laughs> it's really then you're just pissing him off until he gives you what he wants right. what you want
1: it is i mean I, the bible is written very much like a father child relationship a lot of times though yeah Um. i mean honestly our father who are in heaven right i mean straight up says it yeah like why can't they just say what they w- fucking mean instead right. of trying to dress it up yeah Because (laughs) Jesus is fucking it up. Like you can't even get it out in a way that makes sense without you having to sit there and fucking think about it. And listen, I know people are all like, well, that's the whole point is you're supposed to think about it. No, it's not. No, that's not the point of anything. The point of anything is not to have to sit there and think about what it means. If you're meant to, unless
0: it's not art. Yeah. Because art, sure, but this is not supposed if to be If you're art.
1: meant to come to a conclusion, yeah. and it, it's a set conclusion, right. if legitimately he means something by it. And your
0: entire, your eternal soul is resting, resting on, on
1: it. it yeah. And just fucking say
0: what it means. Yes.
1: If your goal is to get as many people on your side as possible, and not like only the people that can fucking figure out my riddles. actually I'm a Batman them. villain.
0: Yeah. But- <laughs> yeah. Why is he playing a game? Right. It's playing a game.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So Matthew's version, he does the whole seek and you will find, knock the door will be opened and all that stuff, which is a little different in the context because there wasn't the whole parable of the friend at midnight. Okay. Preceding it, right? The God answers prayer bit though is a bit similar, but he does change some stuff. Like, you know, if your son asks for bread, do you give him a stone? Little word changes there. He does add this at the end. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. that's
1: the golden rule. The golden rule. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he legitimately could just say, do unto others as you would like them to do unto you. And everyone in the room would straight up be like, oh, yeah. You didn't have to talk about fucking. If you have the audacity. If you have the audacity (laughs) to ask for it. Yeah. You know, I bet you, and you can speak to this more than I will ever be able to. I wonder if, like, by making people work that hard to kind of get and understand gives them a bit of an elite feeling and makes them feel like it's really worth, like, because they know they're doing all this work, they're getting to heaven, and it feels worth it.
0: Yeah. You feel like you level up. Yeah. It's kind of like an MMO. <laughs> <laughs> like when you gain the, these quote unquote understandings, but really you're just building up a plethora of excuses. Right. Right. Like excuses for things to be written in weird ways and Excuses for things to be nonsensical, right. but you're trying to like find a sensical meaning behind sure. it and everything, even though it's not there. Right. Right.
1: If this were just straight up like a literary piece, I mean it it technically is a literary piece, right? It's written down. Um, but yeah. if this if this were considered a great work of fiction, like the Odyssey. I mean, people read into the old that old shit all the time, right? Because language usage was different. You can't ask the writer what they were thinking those sort of things. I would lean more into like the artistic license of what's being said. But when you remove the the literary art of it and make it like a rule book for how to live your life, then I'm like, well, why? Why does it need to be that?
0: It would be interesting if this was just considered to be like four versions of something like the Odyssey. Right. You know, like,
1: yeah.
0: uh, but, but no, instead they have to like pretend like they all are correct. Right even though they directly contradict each other
1: at times. Yep. Yeah. And some just don't talk about the
0: certain aspects right. of it at all yeah, or anything like that.
1: Some seemingly very important things. Right. right. Like the
0: nativity only yep. showing up in two of the gospels. Right. Um, and then those two versions are completely different from each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know?
1: mm-hmm. So it's basically to say that like, I get the use of, you know, allegory and fucking metaphor and shit and works
0: in literary works. Yeah. yeah.
1: And and you know the Bible wouldn't have been separate from that at one point but the what it's been turned into just makes it feel real silly yeah. to have all that exposition and stuff in there I know. when your soul's at stake. Right. You know? Exactly. Like maybe
0: be <laughs> straightforward about it. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, no further options. We are pausing our usual for-profit advertising to speak about an issue near and dear to our hearts. The illiteracy of the people of Afghanistan.
1: Plus their poor poo brains. Illiteracy is so prevalent in their nation. For every five Africanistanis, six can't read.
0: Now folks like us in the civilized world, we are well past needing to read. Thank the Lord. We can watch the three channels Jesus approves of, and that's good enough for us.
1: Fox News, Fox News Business, and Fox News Kids.
0: But for the Africanistanis, reading is the only way they will grow their economy to the point it's worth putting in Walmarts.
1: And there is a wonderful organization we would like to tell you about aimed at saving these poor, ugly people from themselves.
0: That's right. Humble Servant Charities by Don Potpourri is dedicated to mass-producing Bibles and handing them out to the people of Afghanistan, and they need your help to do it.
1: Don Potpourri? Isn't that the king of infomercials?
0: And the king of humble service. If he can chop, bop, and slop your New York strip steaks, why can't he chop, bop, and slop hearts for Jesus?
1: Your donation goes to manufacturing these Bibles for the Africanistanis. And I'm sure they're teaching them to read the Bibles as well.
0: Nope, but they'll figure it out. For every dollar you donate, literally a percentage of a Bible gets made.
1: Don't damn these people to hell just because they're dumber than us. What kind of a loving person would do that?
0: That's right, Nana. Get your credit card out.
1: Use promo code BSFA at checkout to save 10% on your donation.
0: Humble servant charities by Don Potpourri is only recognized as charity in the continental United States, the only country where two plus two equals Bible. So next we get to the Blessed Mary, Mother of God. Oh, this is a very, very short thing. Is it Hail it,
1: Mary? Hail Mary, Mother no, of God? No, it's it's oh. not like a. Oh, it's, it's not, not a prayer. A thing.
0: Oh, uh, it's not a whole. It's not Catholic a Catholic thing. thing. It's not a whole Catholic thing. But it was interesting that like when I came across this, I was like, oh, this we need to talk about this. This is Luke 11, 27 through 28, so two verses. And there are there were some verses I'm skipping between the last story and this one because we covered them previously. But uh, while well, Jesus was explaining how demons will come out of people and go through arid places and not find rest, and then they'll join up with like seven other demons and repossess people, we get this sudden outburst from somebody and I just wanted to call this out. Okay. Uh, as Jesus was saying these things, a woman in the crowd called out, Blessed is the mother who gave birth and nursed you. He replied, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. There's two simple verses. Right. So, one thing I noticed is you could take that to mean Jesus is like, Yeah, Mary doesn't actually hear the word of God and obey it.
1: <laughs> is this the same one where, where she tries to do an intervention? What book was that? This is Luke, you said, right? It wasn't
0: that was not in Luke. Okay. I think that was in Mark or John because it was in one of the gospels that didn't have the nativity. Right. That she does that. I okay. think it was Mark.
1: He's he's being showy, offy. Yeah. Right. He's espousing all of his theories and
0: about so, demons.
1: Right. Yeah. Some lady, he's giving a TED talk. Yeah. Some lady in the audience is like, Oh, God bless your mother.
0: Right. Who nursed you? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Good job she did. And he's just like, no 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 mary that bitch had nothing to do with this (laughs) uh you're blessed because you get to hear me talk
0: yeah how about that and you obey me
1: how about that that's where we're gonna leave it all right all right fuck up
0: yeah (laughs) we're really (laughs) pissing some catholics off now uh yeah the uh obviously like that's not necessarily how he meant it. He could have said, you know, it's not just Mary. It's right. everybody who follows the word of God and obeys it, who who, who is blessed and everything. But one thing I it just kind of, I don't know, it resonated for me about how Luke really is like the Catholic gospel. Because mm. Luke is the one that has the whole nativity story where there's John the Baptist being the cousin or some some sort of relation to Jesus. It
1: really sets up like a hierarchy. Of other people to like pray to and yeah. believe in and stuff.
0: But it has like almost a fetish, fetishize, fetish, fetish,
1: fetish, fetishization?
0: fetishization of Mary. Luke's nativity story was the the, songs. Yeah. Yeah. Mary sings. Very Catholic. Every, everybody sings. <laughs> everybody <laughs> fucking sings. It's very
1: in the nativity Catholic. <laughs>
0: story. Yeah. And then Mary is the one who has the angel appear to her right. and stuff like that. Whereas in Matthew's gospel, it was um, appearing to Joseph. Right. Right. You see this little stuff and it's like, oh, of course it's in Luke. Because Luke has like, the writer of Luke has like this weird fascination with Mary. Yeah. You know. Mommy issues. Yeah. Okay. I kind of feel like this one sect of Christianity early on mm-hmm. was building up this this whole I thing around if Mary. I Carried on.
1: Because they, I mean, so it's been, you know, we talked about the, the parts of the Bible that show that women are respected and important in the Bible. And we've talked about it and we've both kind of been like, all right, that's a fucking stretch. Yeah. But really, if you think about this gospel in particular and, and the focus on Mary at the beginning, if anything, that's the one that kind of leans heavy towards women being an important part of the Bible.
0: The, the nativity story you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. 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 Where like it really lets her talk to the angels. Right. And- it's the closest we get to an empowering moment.
1: Well, it makes me think that whoever was writing it, like their wife was in the back being like, you better give fucking Mary her due.
0: Yeah. Make her sing. Make her sing. Yeah.
1: She is the mother of Jesus. How is that not important? I don't understand. She was a virgin and got pregnant and gave birth to the son of God. Why is nobody talking about this? Right.
0: <laughs> Because nobody else put it in the Gospels, <laughs> except for Matthew. <laughs> then there's Lamp of the Body. Mm. Which, that's funny. Luke eleven thirty three through 36, Matthew 5, 13 through 16, and Matthew 6, through 24. So in Luke, this is Jesus speaking. No one lights a lamp and puts it in a place where it will be hidden or under a bowl because that would just snuff out the light. Instead, they put it in its stand so that those who come in may see the light. Your eye is the lamp of your body. (laughs) When your eyes are healthy, your whole body is also full of light. But when they are unhealthy, Your body is also full of darkness. See to it then that the light within you is not darkness. (laughs) Therefore, if your body is full of light and no part of it dark, it will be just as full of light as when the lamp shines its light on you. So to me, this says you shouldn't look at internet porn.
1: But like, what about blind people?
0: (laughs) Their inner light is very dark. I mean, well, if they're Christian, then they're not blind.
1: <laughs> I understand the, what he's trying to say, like This little light of mine, mm. I'm going to let it shine. Right. But the use of the eyes is being the lamps and not just like your inner fucking.
0: Shouldn't it be the lens? Like that, the light goes through, goes into, yeah. Instead of like a lamp of itself, right? You know,
1: that's where that's where he loses me. Yeah. When he brings the eyes into it
0: and says that they're lamps,
1: like if your eyes are healthy, then your light. It's it's almost like saying, I don't know, I uh, I don't, I'm not, I don't fucking know, and I I don't wanna, I, I, I can, I can, I can like exercise my brain into what they're trying to say, but I don't want to because I shouldn't have to.
0: I know, it's so <laughs> convoluted. It does kind of remind me of I remember um I think it was in The Cosmos, that mini series that uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson mm. did and Carl Sagan did back in the day, but uh, I think specifically from the Neil deGrasse Tyson one. He talked about in old-timey days, they thought the way eyes worked was that light shot out of your eyes and sent information you know, mm. back to your eyes. Okay. Like, that's how eyes work. But worked. really,
1: it's light like going into your eyes. Yeah. And your brain decoding Yeah, it was, the image. Like,
0: people just didn't understand how right. light actually works, So, they thought some sort of rays left your eyes. Okay. And that brought information back, kind of like sonar or something like that,
1: sure.
0: back into your eyes it makes me kind of think that maybe that's where some of this stems from is like that notion of it, but well, I mean, it just reminds me it, of it. You
1: could also lean into like the, you know, people often use the phrase like their eyes are closed. Yeah. to Meaning like they're not seeing what they should be seeing sort right. of thing. So if your eyes are healthy and seeing what it's supposed to be seen, yeah. then that seeing will good things. make the light inside of you right and if you are if your eyes are closed to those things then you'll have darkness inside of you right yeah again fucking like mental gymnastics that seem completely unnecessary yeah because basically he's saying the same thing he said a million times which is if you feed your soul with Jesus then you'll be filled with Jesus and if you don't then you'll be empty
0: yeah <laughs> So, Matthew actually says that Jesus said this during the Sermon on the Mount. Oh. The, the writer splits up this between two different stories in a cha- that are a chapter apart. Uh, so, Matthew 5, it says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Then he says the whole bit about the light under the bowl. And then Matthew 6 has the part of having your body full of light and not darkness. And then it adds this at the end. Uh, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money, which is interesting. It I,
1: is interesting because I feel like a lot of people disagree with that.
0: Yeah, Well, yeah. And also I would not have taken that to mean money. Right. You know, yeah. from the what you see can create darkness in you. And I would not equate that to being money. I would right. equate that more to like looking at strippers or something, you know? But yeah, nonetheless, yeah. Like you can't serve God and money. And yet that does not get, seem to get paid attention to very much. No,
1: there, I mean, there's whole subsections of Christianity that believe because they have money, they're the most holy of them all. They're the most favored by God.
0: And if you just devote yourself even more to God
1: you'll have will bring
0: money. more you'll bring you money
1: prosperity bring
0: you that prosperity it's all in the gospel the prosperity gospel <laughs> all right so the last one i want to talk about and this is kind of a long one it's called woe to the pharisees and this is in luke 11 37 through 54
1: do these actually have subtitles like at the beginning of each thing
0: yeah so some of them do okay. like like well most they do. Some of these I make up. Okay. Some of them I keep the ones that they have because I feel like they're good descriptions. But yeah. Okay. Like in the NIV, you'll definitely see headings for it, but yeah. they're not like official.
1: Oh. Yeah, it's
0: like the version of the Bible you're reading will have different ones. That, okay. There's some tradition to how they're split up and everything, but okay. technically speaking, they weren't part of the original text
1: gotcha. or like that. Okay.
0: So this is Woe to the Pharisees. This is Luke eleven thirty-seven 37 through 54, Matthew chapter 23. It's the whole chapter. Wow. Um, and Mark 12, 37 through 40. So just a few verses. And I'm just going to read Matthew 23.
1: The whole thing? Yeah. So here we go. I hope it's a short chapter.
0: It's not. <laughs> it's not too bad. Okay. Uh, then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. So you must be careful to do everything they tell you, but do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. Everything they do is done for people to see. They make their, uh, I was going to look this up, how to pronounce this, and I've totally fucking failed to. Spell it. They, it's P-H-Y-L-A-C-T-E-R-I-E-S. Phylactri- phylacteries?
1: Yeah, phylactery. A small leather box containing Hebrew texts on vellum worn by Jewish men at morning prayer as a reminder to keep the law.
0: Yeah, so you'll see this even today. Like Jewish people will still wear a little black leather box on their head and one on their... Uh, arm and there's typically a leather strap that is wrapped around their arm when they're praying and stuff Hmm. like that. So anyway, so that's, that's what those are. Um, Everything they do is done for people to see. They make their phylacteries uh, wide and the tassels of their garments long. They love the place of honor at banquets and most important seats in the synagogues. They love to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to be called rabbi by others. Are we seeing some some similarities to, between, like, some Christians we know mm-hmm. out there, you know? Mm-hmm. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher, and you are all brothers. And do not call anyone on earth father, for you have one father. Wait, what? And he is in heaven. Yeah.
1: Not even your dad?
0: I guess not. But what about priests? Yeah. 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 Huh. Nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Messiah. It's going to be tough learning how to scuba dive. (laughs) The greatest among you will be your servant. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You yourselves do not enter, nor will you let those enter who are trying to. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You travel over land and sea to win a single convert. And when you have succeeded, you make them twice as much a child of hell as you are. Woe to you, blind guides. You say, if anyone swears in the temple, it means nothing. But anyone who swears by the gold of the temple is bound by that oath. You blind fools, which is greater, the gold or the temple that makes the gold sacred? You also say, if anyone swears by the altar, it means nothing. But anyone who swears by the gift on the altar is bound by that oath. You blind men, which is greater, the gift or the altar that makes the gift sacred? Therefore, anyone who swears by that altar swears by it and everything on it. And everyone who swears by the temple swears by it and every and the one who dwells in it. And anyone who swears by heaven swears by God's throne and by the one who sits on it. Woe to you, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected the most important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind guides. You strain out a gnat, but swallow a camel. to me sounds like he's saying they swallowed a camel and shat a (laughs) gnat. Woe to you, teachers of the law and the Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of a cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee. First clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside will also be clean. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside, you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Mm -hmm. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites, you build tombs for the prophets and decorate the graves of the righteous. And you say, if we had lived in the days of our ancestors, we would not have taken part with them in shedding the blood of the prophets. So you testify against yourselves that you are the descendants of those who murdered the prophets. Go ahead then and complete what your your ancestors started. We're almost there. You snakes, you brood of vipers, how will you escape being condemned to hell? Therefore, I am sending you prophets, and sages, and teachers. Some of them you will kill and crucify, others you will flog in your synagogues and pursue from town to town. And so upon you will come all the righteous blood that has been shed on earth, from the blood of the righteous Abel to the blood of Zachariah son of Burkiah, whom you murdered between temple and altar. Truly, I tell you, all of this will come on this generation. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone, those sent to you. How often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. Look, your house is left to you desolate for i tell you you will not see me again until you say blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord which sounds like a mic drop but
1: yeah i feel like that's this is one of those passages that like those southern traveling
0: oh uh revivalists
1: revivalists would really get into yeah. like
0: you brood of vipers yes yeah. yes
1: exactly exactly so, that's a lot. Yeah. But it pretty much all said the same thing.
0: Kind of, yeah. Like, a or, lot of hypocrisy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which is fair and still valid point, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, pretending like you know uh, the law. Pretending like you know all the rules well, that God has set out. I don't and,
1: even think that it's pretending. Like, knowing the laws. Yeah. And still doing, like, making other people kind of. Follow those and and teaching other people that they need to follow these laws in order to have their souls saved and go to heaven, but not doing it themselves, right. Um,
0: not understanding the intent behind it, I think it's kind of we, mean,
1: we well, it sounds to me like what he's saying is like these people are enamored with their status mm-hmm. and the money that comes with it, yeah, and are focusing on that and and are kind of doing what they need to do in order to maintain that, but not living that lifestyle themselves. Right.
0: They don't actually care about going to heaven or getting, or, you know, going to paradise right. after, after right. everything and having others as right. well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that telling the people who donate to them that their prayers are being listened to, but the people who don't, not giving them any sort of, Basically saying, if you don't pay for your prayers, they're not being heard Yeah, sort of thing. You got to pay to pray. It's what it sounded like. Yeah.
0: yeah. So that was Matthew's version. So he just goes off on this really long rant on the yeah. Pharisees, right? Luke's version, this was 37 through 54. So it's not like super short, but it's you know much shorter. There's a lot of similarities and a lot of differences. Same kind of gist to it. However, what's interesting about it is it starts with a Pharisee inviting Jesus to come to dinner. Mm. And so Jesus goes, but while they're eating, he just goes off on he the just guy. Starts going off. Yeah, and then it sounds like he storms out after.
1: Oh, amazing! <laughs> yeah,
0: it's kind of just it's kind of and like there's other teachers of the law there and everything. Um,
1: there was, so now I picture like they're sitting around the table. Yeah. Obviously, for the time period, it was like one of those tables that's loaded it's reclining. the ground. Yeah, it's got like the cushions that you sit on. Yeah, everyone's having what they consider to be like educated conversations and like somebody might've brought up like how much money they brought in last week. And someone's talking about how they didn't put out salad forks or some bullshit. Like, you know what I mean? And Jesus is just sitting there listening in his Birkenstocks and
0: (laughs) his Birkenstocks.
1: (laughs) And it's like, Holy fuck. Yeah. (laughs) What a bunch of inane bullshit. Yeah. Somebody has to say something. You know what? It's me. Somebody is me. I'm going to say something.
0: (laughs) It's always me. I always am the one that has to say. I mind.
1: have the audacity.
0: Peter's not going to step up.
1: Fuck no. <laughs> God, um, he's he's the rock that the church is built on because fuck is his head hard. <laughs> <laughs> we needed somebody sturdy.
0: Mark's version is just four verses long, so I am going to read this real quick just to highlight whole chapter, right in Matthew twenty-three, and then in Mark we get. Was it Matthew or Matthew
1: twenty three was, was the,
0: the long one? And then yeah. what was the one that was the Luke was the Luke. shorter okay. one? Yeah, Mark's version. It's uh, as he taught. Jesus said, "Watch out for the teachers of the law. They like to walk around in flowing robes and be greeted with respect in marketplaces and have the most important seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses." And for a show, make lengthy prayers. These men will be punished most severely. And it really makes you think, I, we already talked about that. Never mind. I was going to say, it really makes you think about all the judgmental Christians out there, but we already talked about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, there's been a couple parts in the Bible that we've covered where it's been like, how, how does this happen? Yeah. How, when it so clearly says, don't do this. right? Or you will... Not to go to heaven. He doesn't specifically say burn in hell, but yeah. like basically.
0: All those people that are so fucking, that were so against like Harry Potter
1: mm-hmm. and
0: shit like that. Yeah. Like those are the people that are like, you're being a fucking Pharisee. Right. Like, how do you not see that? Yeah. yeah. I guess they just don't cover this in their churches, I guess.
1: Or like, you know, self-read. I mean, Catholicism is a very perfect example of that because mm-hmm. of the, you know, how much wealth is owned by the Catholic church, yeah. how much shit and like art and stuff like that they just hold in there in, in, in Rome. And like the, their, their churches are struggling because attendance is down and stuff like that, but they don't care. They're just, it's going to just be held there yeah. for the rest of time right, until someone brings that church down to the ground. But honestly, what is change if a bunch of fucking dudes can go around molesting children, and the yeah. church is still standing, then I don't know what a bunch it would of take.
0: other a bunch of other dudes kill a bunch of kids, yeah, you know uh, I don't know
1: yeah. well, I don't know what it's gonna take i mean, not, there's there's fucking convents full of nuns that have been sexually assaulted, and it's just, anyway, point being is like Catholic the Catholic. Hierarchy is is very much steeped in in the stuff they're not supposed Corruption, to be doing. Yeah, and, yeah.
0: So I thought we'd end it on a high point there. Um.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's just, this is definitely one of the episodes where like you can like you feel as a, somebody who doesn't follow the Bible or yeah. believe in any of that stuff, but you can see like the intention of like making it something that everyone can get into and like really setting these rules of like, love your neighbor. Don't put money above God or people. And then you sit here and you think about everything that you know about the way religion exists today. And it just pisses you off. The hypocrisy of of everything is so blatant. And I just don't know. I just don't know. I don't know how anyone can reconcile themselves to that.
0: I know I was trying to remember too like when it came to the uh, story of, oh yeah, the woman of indeterminate origin, so that was in Mark and Matthew, which is interesting. so uh, you remember that was
1: the one where he called her a dog Yeah, yeah
0: and then um,
1: and then she was like, dogs eat crumbs right that one yeah yeah
0: because it's a very different. Take then you know, love when, your neighbor. When he's talking about love your neighbor, yeah. Oh,
1: when he was straight up like, oh, the children uh, who follow me get stuff first, and then the dogs get the scraps, right? Maybe. So the
0: Good Samaritan is in Luke's gospel, and only in Luke's gospel, which is interesting to me because it's like I wonder if Luke was like more anti-racist. It's stuff like this just always sparks questions in me, like about like if I just read through that gospel, would I notice like. Oh there's no racism really mm. coming from this one but then there is from Matthew and John and mm-hmm. stuff like that you know and it's different kinds of racism it's tough to keep it all straight when you're reading all four at the same time
1: right it the more we do them all at the same time the more apparent that like the kind of Jesus's love thing that we kind of attribute to the mm-hmm. personality of Jesus is not true it's just that one gospel that makes him that way
0: Right, yeah,
1: so it's not Jesus that's all love everybody, it's whoever wrote Luke right who's like, let's hey guys, let's all love each other, right.
0: Each gospel all kind of has their own love. yeah, has their own things that they're yeah. emphasizing
1: One's like hate, yeah, I mean, honestly, one's there's a couple of them that are just seem very hateful,
0: right, John, especially around uh Jewish people, yeah. yeah.
1: So. Mm-hmm.
0: so that's the episode for this week. Uh, coming up, we've got some more parables and philosophical speeches that Jesus is going to give. We're able to skip a bunch of lines in the in the timeline that we're following because it's stuff that we've already covered, really. And they did not lay it out very well, <laughs> the further I'm getting. So we're, we're powering through it. Um, we're we're going to be getting to the, the end. The at, end. You know, at some point in the next year. <laughs>
1: I think Jesus might actually come back from the dead before we actually get to it in the
0: Bible. Yeah. (laughs) They all lived miserably ever after. Thank you so much for checking out our podcast. Help us share the good news by sending this to a friend or leaving a review to help others find us. Follow the show on Twitter at Bible Atheists and we'll talk to you next time. Like there's this one thing that I forgot until just now that I want to pull, bring up. So we'll just leave this as an Easter egg for folks. Okay. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. You remember that song?
1: Yeah. I sang it in the podcast.
0: Did you sing it in the podcast? I did. Oh, I did not. I must've been like reading You're going to have to cut
1: this out because you've just embarrassed yourself. Yeah.
0: And <laughs> well, I never. And also
1: proved that you just don't listen to
0: <laughs> I don't saying. listen to our podcasts <laughs> even while we're doing them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> about the light. Right? Yeah. The, yeah, the yeah. eyes and the light. Yeah. I sang this. Oh, okay. Of I did
0: not catch that. <laughs> all right.
1: Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I am uh, audio proof. <laughs> audio proof. Everyone's hearing it. No one will hear this. He's going to cut all of this out. Right. Yeah.
0: No. I'm not going to make myself look bad <laughs> on this.
1: Damn it.